0: Hey, hello everybody. How you doing? Hopefully, your weekend was good. I had a great weekend personally. I spent time with the family. I watched a couple football games. Probably not the kind of football games that you're thinking of. I'm talking about soccer. I'm talking about Premier League games. Chelsea versus Everton was a great match on Sunday morning. Then you had Liverpool who beat Fulham two to nothing. Way to go, boys! And then, unfortunately, you had Man City beating Man United. Sorry, Man City fans. And that was a three to one loss. See, I don't say three to one win. And City climbed over top of Liverpool temporarily to take the top position. But don't get too comfortable up there, City. Don't get too comfortable. Anyway, the weather was great. The leaves were blowing around in this part of Pennsylvania. It was windy and cold, and uh, most of the leaves have changed color. And this is my favorite time of the year, personally. And on Sunday, it was family day at my daughter's college. So I got to go to her sorority house, where they prepared a Thanksgiving meal for all the families. Uh, People came in from all over the country. It was really nice just to chill out and gorge myself on all kinds of food. (laughs) and I paid the price. Trust me, I really do have to learn how to keep far away, very, very far away from the desserts. So anyway, I met people from all across the United States, uh, California, Michigan, Maryland, uh, even some people from Canada, actually Windsor, Ontario, my old hockey stomping grounds, which was very nice to speak to that gentleman. And then there was a moment I just took a little bit of time to sit back and watch everybody and give thanks for the ability to have such freedom to live in this way. You know, to basically do what we want, where we want, when we want think about what we want, worship what we want, have the freedoms that we all have right here in the United States of America. And then again, I looked around at these people, these fellow Americans, and I thought how I believe people around the world don't even understand who we truly are as a people from the United States. We're black, we're white, we're brown, red, we're a mixture of all the world right here in one place simultaneously. And I started thinking about the day also being Veterans Day. And if it weren't for them, these veterans, these freedoms I just thought about, well, We'd probably not have most, if any of them. I think a lot of people get confused as to the meaning of Veterans Day. Veterans Day is actually an official public holiday here in the United States. It's always on November 11th, and is set aside in honor of all those who served in the United States military. But simultaneously, it concedes with Remembrance Day and Armistice Day in other countries around the world, recognizing the end of the Great War, also known as World War I. It used to be called Armistice Day here in the U.S., but was renamed Veterans Day back in 1954 and almost everybody knows a veteran. I mean, I think of everybody in my family that I personally know who served in the military. My father, my grandfather, his father, a brother-in-law, my father-in-law, his brothers, friends, and their family members, kids I've even coached in ice hockey who have gone on to careers in the military, people I know that are currently still in the military, in the Army, in the Marines, in the Air Force, in the Navy, in particular in the Navy SEALs right now. It's a list that goes on and on, and for their service, for all those people, I am extremely grateful. These people who served, All these veterans we're talking about right now, well, I don't think any of us will ever understand the sacrifice that these people have given for us, for our freedom, for our country, for each other. We take it for granted that someone is always going to be there to answer that call. We just assume that they're always going to be there for us. But on Veterans Day, well, it's that one day where we can acknowledge them, officially, all of them, for answering the call and serving. The sacrifices that these men and women give, being away from their family, from their homes, following orders, being seriously disciplined, training to fight, training to learn how to use high-tech equipment, they join the military not to go off and kill people. They enlist to go off and help and protect others all around the world who aren't always capable of helping themselves. You have governments or groups all across the world doing their best to enslave, oppress, harm, or kill innocent people and harbor groups of individuals with similar mindsets. And they are all a direct threat to our country, our citizens, and to the people of the free world. And there needs to be fellow human beings willing to answer the call to help them. And that's where our vets answered the call. For so many years, they have given unselfishly of themselves to serve for us. And in doing so, they've also encountered great obstacles in their lives as well. Personally for me, I can't even imagine being in a situation where someone is actually firing a live weapon at me with the intent to harm or kill me. I don't think anybody, any one of us, very few of us can even imagine that. I can't imagine hearing a round coming so close to my head you hear it whiz by. I think most of us would cower in a corner under these situations and yet there are others who stand tall and fire back like many of our veterans have standing up for all of us. So I went to a local veterans parade to show my appreciation to all the veterans and just to be there and to help them celebrate their day. And
1: as we begin the parade a nice welcome for the Valley Forge Mountain. Valley Forge Mounted Color Guard. President Major General Walter Lord. Thanks again to Valley Forge, Military
0: Academy and College. The sound of the hooves of horses passing by. Honor Guards sitting tall in their saddles carrying the flag of the United States of America. The sound of marching bands in the distance, the thunder of drums, the air is alive with sounds of a parade. Military diesel trucks idled by. Then the soldiers come, calling out the cadence. There's so many people at this parade, lots of servicemen and women from today to yesteryear, including four World War II veterans. But it's better you hear directly from them, in their own words, of what Veterans Day means to them, and a little about what they go through each day, long after their deployments end. Sometimes it is very difficult for that deployment to end within their thoughts and their mind. Something, thank God, is being talked about these days, and a need for help is starting to finally get through. Up first, we'll talk to some of the Vietnam Veteran Honor Guards. I'm Tony, this is Finding Subjects, and we are interviewing
1: Ray Stankas and, and Dave Tatum.
0: Would you like to get involved. Sure. Rush. Okay, cool. So, uh, tell me what it means to you guys to have such a turnout for a day like this for the Veterans Day Parade.
1: Well, I think it's very respectful to have a lot of people come out and uh, honor the veterans who serve the country and sacrificed for them, protect our freedoms. So, I think it's a great thing. And more people people should remember, I mean, we're from that generation with Kennedy, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you want to do for your country. And so we all stepped up and served our country, and uh, very few people do that this day. Uh, But it's great to see somebody out, so many people out saying, thank you, thank you.
2: Uh, How about you, sir?
1: I think it's great that everybody's out here and you know, everybody's being represented from all wars, all veterans, get the respect, and it's... To us, it's all giving back. Uh, just glad to be here and glad to see the good crowd. Thank you.
0: What it mean for you guys personally to have served? I mean, it's such a sacrifice. I don't think any of us who have not served realize the sacrifice and commitment of your life that it take it took for you guys. I mean, you're young kids. You're going out, you know, shipped across the seas. Tell,
1: tell me a little bit about that, if you would. Well, you know, I I went right from college right into the service, stopping just short. Uh, short enough to get married, and uh, you know I didn't—I didn't really think much about it, other than the fact that the Vietnam War had been uh, going on for quite a few years. And uh, by the time I got to the war, it was old and tattered, and not too many people wanted to be there uh, because it just seemed like nobody know, knew where it was going. But fortunately for me, I was assigned to a, a, a unit, uh, 173rd. It had a lot of good discipline, morale, and they continue to do their job despite the uh, political warfare that was going on back in this country. And I was uh, 17 when I enlisted in the Marine Corps. My parents had to sign sign for me and I very much wanted to serve my country and uh, I knew that something was happening. I was very, it was early in the war uh, 66, 67 and I, and uh, so I wanted to go and serve my country and I was in a classroom the other day and uh, One of the kids said, uh, you know, how many people did you kill? And I said, no one goes into the military because they ever want to hurt anybody. They go because they want to help. And as a radio man, it was my job to call for helicopters and and see that the wounded were were taken care of. And so people go to go to help other people. And uh, that's that's a that's a wonderful kind of attitude. Most people. Go into the military today because they want to make sure that we're all safe here. And how can we help uh, our uh, other our friends in other countries around the world? And as you, for you, uh, when you yeah, first went in, I was 21. I was drafted, so I was uh, I was roaming around the neighborhood. but they, and they came and got me. But I, you know, I was you know like these guys covered it all pretty much. You know, you're there. You didn't really question it. You want to go? You don't want to go? But you didn't question it. You went. and You did what you had to do. And, uh, you know you're there to serve your country thank you
0: Thank you very much, guys. A, hey, you're welcome. That's okay. the name of the podcast. I'll probably Great. have thank it up you. by tomorrow. Uh, 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 but I appreciate your time and thank you so much for your service. Being so young, I can't even imagine some of the kids these days making such a commitment. It's, but, it's uh, Tony, right? It is Tony. Yeah, I'm Tony. Okay. I, yeah. I
2: spoke
1: Tony. to one of the guys up here that's uh, in like the, the ROTC. Yeah, or? the junior oh, stuff. I said, yeah. I said, how old are you? And he said, 17. I said, I said, when I was 17, I was in the corps and on my way. Well, thank so,
0: you so I'm much. It means a lot to me. In, and we uh, do the right thing. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. Fine, thank you, yeah. Thank you very much. Today's Grand Marshal at the parade was Joe Diamond. I wanted to interview Joe due to his extremely interesting background. He served more than nine years with the United States Marine Corps, then worked with the defense industry, helping to develop uh, products to help our troops on the ground. I haven't touched on nearly half of what Joe has done or is involved with. But the topic I wished to discuss with him today was his work in supporting veterans with PTSD and his awareness project entitled The Stain of War, which sheds light on the effects of war on a human being, the challenges of combat PTSD, and hopefully assist in battling the current veteran suicide crisis that is currently taking the lives of over 20 veterans each day. Today wasn't the day for me to get into that conversation with Joe. Hopefully another time there will be. Today was for me and others to listen to Joe speak and express his concerns about his brothers and sisters in arms and what we can do to help understand what veterans may be going through when they come back home to the States. Here's Joe.
2: Good afternoon. Um, I wrote a few things down. You know, Mayor McMahon asked me to come do this and uh, I'll be honest, I was hesitant. Uh, I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel being here without dad. This is his pride and joy This parade for sure. Um, I also don't know how comfortable I am with being called a grand anything. Uh, and I'm definitely not good-looking enough to be riding around in the Corvette waving to people. Um, so uh, You know he he asked me to speak. I was hesitant. I, I, I said I'd do it and Once he, I said I'd do it I started coming up with ideas But he said you know, but you got to be four minutes and I want you to talk about Iraq and mention your dad and all that and, um, So so I'll try to be quick, but uh, you know, I got a lot to cover um, So The best thing i can think to do is just tell my story a little bit of my story which probably mirrors a lot of the iraq and afghanistan veterans uh in in some way shape or form um i went into the marine corps two years before september 11th i knew we wouldn't see war i mean there was we did exercises twice a year some one on iraq one on uh, north korea and just kind of rotated in and i knew we wouldn't see war um, September 11th happened, and, and that day I rushed into work. I was stationed in California, so we are a few hours behind, and the whole world changed. We, we, were, we thought it was a rolling attack, uh, you know, and, and I was sitting in briefings where they discussed shooting down American commercial airlines if they became a threat, because we were certain it was going to hit Chicago, and where I was, we were sure it was going to hit LA. Um, At that point, I went from knowing we wouldn't see war to knowing I would see war. And everything in my life changed. The day went on and it became evident that I wasn't gonna be leaving that day for war. And exhausted, I drove home. On the way home, I saw a car accident and I stopped. I was still in uniform and I stopped and everyone was okay and I helped push the car off the side of the road. And the woman in the car turned to me and said, thank you for your service uncomfortable and confused i thanked her back I, and you know some, like my reason to point that out is it's become pretty common to say thank you for your service now that was the first time i'd heard it uh, was september 11 2001. Um, i'm still uncomfortable with it I, I don't know how to respond but uh, it's certainly appreciated the war in afghanistan started shortly after the war in iraq It would be a few years before I landed in Fallujah. By this point, I'd spent probably five years preparing for war. While overseas, I was put in charge of men as young as 18 and 19, and I was considered the old man in my mid-20s. We spent every day playing a cat and mouse game, dodging IEDs, living by rules that the enemy didn't have to honor. We watched as young American men and women died with little recourse and few people to blame. I did see pure evil. I saw bad guys who used children to walk into the crowd and and blow themselves up, and evil exists. After surviving the war, we were heading home, and my first stop stateside was Bangor, Maine. I got off the plane to a line of veterans, mostly Vietnam era, but going all the way up to World War II, clapping and handing us their cell phones so we could call home. I drank my first beer, we sang the Marine Corps hymn, and I cried. Mostly out of guilt for the ones who didn't make it back. When we arrived in Jacksonville, North Carolina, it was a mandatory three days to come down, I forget what they call it, Um, and during this time, We had a few classes, we had award ceremonies, and we had to fill out a survey. And the the seniors warned us, hey, this survey is gonna say, hey, if you check, you saw someone die, you killed someone, anything, they're gonna keep you here longer and you're not gonna be able to go home. The day I filled out that survey, I was given an award for Valor in Combat, where people died, and it was right in the write-up. That same day, I checked no, that I did not see anyone die, that I never was involved in anything like that. I wanted to go home. My point of all this is I spent years, months, preparing for war. My own fault, but on the way home, I spent three days decompressing. Most of those classes revolved around, be careful what you say to people. Family and friends won't understand. Tell your stories, but keep it limited. For my wars, it's been an all-volunteer force. Many would say to us, you knew what you signed up for, and almost scoff at the fact that you would need help transitioning. I was lucky. I had a father who was a Korean War veteran and and actively involved in the veterans' uh, projects. Many aren't so lucky. They're left to figure it out on their own, and often it takes years and ruins lives along the way. There's a crisis right now in America. Over 20 veterans a day are committing suicide. Most are a result of survivor's guilt or guilt around not doing enough. In a climate where veterans have deployed four or five, six times, you almost feel guilty if you only went to war once or twice. It's in a veteran's DNA to want to help, to want to do more. We need a new mission for these vets, so I'm calling on my brothers and sisters to get involved. It may not only help another vet, but I promise you it will help you. The old veterans you see around this parade today are doing so much to change narrative narrative for us modern day vets, and I'm so thankful for it. The Vietnam veterans and their commitment to making sure we didn't return to the same conditions are my favorite people people in this world. We all owe them so much gratitude, and to them I say welcome home. It's worth noting that almost half the suicides I mentioned are Vietnam vets. There's a misconception that it's all Iraq and Afghanistan vets. In discussions with my VA psychologist, I called her shrink in this, but I'll be PC here. Um, She explained to me that a lot of Vietnam vets came home and dove into work and became workaholics. And she was telling me this to get me out of my own workaholic ways. Well, these Vietnam vets are retiring now. And a lot of the, the, the memories are coming back like a flood and the suicide rate is going up. So if you see those Vietnam vets, talk to them. Thank them. Give them the the welcome home they deserved. I'm almost done, I promise. (laughs) One final plea to the civilians, friends, and family. We know that we're in politically charged times. Please don't take every chance that you meet an Iraq vet to go over your political views. It's, it's forced a lot of us Iraq vets to keep to ourselves, quite frankly. I can't mention I fought in Iraq without hearing a Democrat say, Bush shouldn't have got us there, or a Republican saying, Obama screwed up when he took us out of there. And it's, we know what we did over there. The last thing we want to hear is how it was a wasted effort, and how those lives of our friends were, were wasted. I ask you to, to remove politics from it uh, going forward. To my fellow veterans, Iraq, Afghanistan, and alike, please get involved. Join the local Legion or VFW, help out where you can. If we don't, they and the parades like this will become things of the past. The old guard understands that you have work and kids and may not be able to make every meeting or event, but soon enough, it's gonna be our turn to carry the torch for future generations. Finally, for all of you who've been coming to these parades, I want to thank you for your support for my father, for the veterans, and everything you did to make his dreams come true. Um, He loved this town, he loved this parade, and he loved the veterans. God bless you all.
0: World War I was so long ago, 100 years in counting. You'll see the poppy being used as a symbol of remembrance. The poppy is kind of special to me as well. You see, I had a great uncle from Ireland who moved to Australia just before World War I broke out. Once he was there, he became a policeman in Brisbane, Australia. When World War I broke out, Great Britain sent out a call for all those capable of helping her to please help. And the call was answered, answered by hundreds of thousands, if not more. And my great uncle Joseph was one of them. He joined up and became an ANZAC, which is an acronym meaning Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. By ship, he and his fellow soldiers were shipped to train in the desert to fight, with the Great Pyramids of Giza serving as a backdrop. From there, Joseph was sent to Gallipoli, Turkey. And if Gallipoli sounds familiar, there was a movie by the same name, with actor Mel Gibson playing the main character, and uh, if you haven't seen that, you should check that out. It gives just a very small glimpse of the sacrifices these men made. And why am I mentioning all of this? Well, it goes back to the poppy, in particular... Papa Rois or the red-flowered corn poppy. There's a poem written about the poppy called In Flanders Fields. My great-uncle had a tattoo of the red poppy on his forearms with the words, Friends, forget me not, tattoo below that. This sort of crosses over to the meaning of Memorial Day, but I'm just remembering his service as a soldier, answering the call of duty like my father did, like my grandfather, and so many friends and relatives like we talked about, and so many of your friends and families as well. These are special people that walk around among us, who answered the call every single time we needed them. At the end of today's service, there were three volleys fired from the Honor Guard. The three volleys come from an old battlefield custom. The two warring sides would cease hostilities to clear the dead from the battlefield. And the firing of the three volleys meant that the dead had been properly cared for. And the side was ready to resume the battle. And after that, Taps is played. Taps is not a song. It is a military signal. A bugle call. Meaning to extinguish all lights and it has also become standard at military ceremonies. It is a powerful, emotionally stirring call that leaves reverberations long after it is heard, leaving us thinking, remembering, and being thankful for all those who
3: serve and continue to serve. Thank you so much, Vets. I'm Tony, and this is Finding Subjects.